Good morning. Good to have you with us this morning, Redemption Hills Church. Uh, obviously, we're starting with trying to video, which is a, a first for us, thanks to Johan and his wonderful skills to be able to do this. Uh, it's a bit difficult for me because I'm normally so excited to see your smiling faces. Uh, I still have Mary's smiling face and Johan's, but uh, missing you quite a bit. Obviously, uh, things are changing every week, uh, almost every day. Uh, we have set up a care network, and hopefully that uh, we'll be able to stay in touch with one another and pray for one another. Uh, that was based on our contact list. So if we don't have your contact details, then we'll need you to get that to us so that we can add you to that. I said last week that we'd look at doing home meetings. Obviously, we're not doing that. That's changed. Uh, three weeks ago, it was meetings of under 500, then 100, then small meetings in homes, and now everyone stay at home. So that's why we're going to this format. So uh, in that light of this, this is obviously the first time, and so you're going to get me over the next few weeks. There'll be others who will share. We're looking for, obviously, testimonies, words from God, those type of things. If you have those, please share them with the elders. Uh, if you will write it down uh, so it's nice and succinct so we can do that. And then we'll contact you about how to get that, maybe recording it on your phone or even video recording if, on your phone if you can do that. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not possible for Johan to travel all over the city and go everywhere. So we're going to have to work out how to do that. Uh, but we still want to see those. That's part of who we are. And so we'd appreciate your input and, and what God's saying. Wonderful testimonies. Is that in the way now? No, okay. <laughs> uh, if you have your Bible, open to Matthew chapter 4. Lord, we recognize that your spirit that leads us in truth. We thank you that, for, that you're present with us wherever we are, whether it's in this lounge room or in anyone else's living room or lounge room. Uh, Lord, we just thank you that you're not limited. Uh, we don't need all the, the effects to signify your presence. You just come among us and we invite you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. I've been really uh, praying about what, what do I share in these things and we started a series on growing in the spirit those of you who've been with us for a while uh, I don't know if you remember but uh, I said at the beginning of the year I was expecting an increase in the anointing of the spirit and supernatural this year and we began with that in mind I never dreamt that it would be in this context uh, none of us probably even a few months ago had an inkling that this is what would be happening. But we started with dealing with the roadblocks and the strongholds that limit the flow of the Spirit or that stop the flow of the Spirit. And uh, that was kind of the building up to, I want to actually move into the whole realm of healing uh, over the next few weeks. But I want to start with a biblical foundation about healing. I think there's probably uh, something terribly timely in that because of the situation that we're in. But if you turn with me to Matthew, I was reading the Gospels 
and it just hit me how healing and the kingdom of God are tied together. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. And then he goes into the Sermon on the Mount, and right after that, there's a whole series of miraculous healings and deliverances. But in chapter 8, uh, verse 2, And behold, the leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. This is the very, one of the very first things, miraculous things recorded after the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew. If you're willing... You can make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And then if you move ahead to chapter 9, verse 1. So he got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on his bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And at once, some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Who do you, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power or authority, that word's exousia, authority on earth, to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, Rise, take up your bed, and Go to your house. And he arose and he departed to his house. Wonderful story, those two things. But if you just move over to uh, Mark, chapter 1, we see the beginning of this gospel. And in verse 14 and 15, now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus' message preached more about the kingdom of God than anything. There was something of the restored rulership of God coming into play. And if you've been part of our theology class, you saw that that was the original order that was lost with the fall. We'll talk about that in just a second. But Jesus comes preaching this thing and verse 38 He says this, Let us go to the next town that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. Jesus is saying his purpose was coming was to preach the gospel of the kingdom. We think it was just salvation, but it was much more than that. And a leper came to him, verse 40, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you're willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. But then if you go to chapter 2, uh, verse 2, immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, no, not, e not even near the door, and he preached the word to them. The word he preached was the gospel of the kingdom. And they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. When they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, 
They let down the bed in which the paralytic was lying. And Jesus saw their faith. He said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. And the story is the uh, Pharisees thought he was blaspheming. And he says again, verse 10, But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, take up your bed and go to your house. And immediately he arose, took up his bed and went out in the presence of them all. And they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. And just to make the uh, Gospels complete, Luke chapter 4, verse 43, Jesus comes and he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities, because for this purpose I've been sent. Jesus is making it very clear that he's coming to communicate to preach the kingdom of God. And in chapter 5, from verse 12, said, It happened when in a certain city, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. He put his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. And the next story, culminating in verse 24, that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, take up your bed, and walk. He did. Jesus came to declare the gospel of the kingdom. The rule of God is being restored. As we saw, the original order that God had established in the garden was lost at the fall, Satan is now considered the rule of this world. Jesus twice calls him that, the rule of this world. The world lies under the influence of the evil one. And God's whole plan was to come and take over, again, that rule. And to bring the, the, the kingdom, the, the rule of God, his original plan, back into place. And the first demonstration or confirmation of this order, this new order, this new rule, is healing. Isn't that amazing? He ties the declaration of the gospel of the kingdom, the new rule of God, into healing. In case you uh, missed that in the scriptures I just read, Matthew chapter 10, Jesus, when he sends out the uh, 12 in 1, in 10 1, when he had called his 12 disciples to them, to him, he gave them power or authority over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Verse 7, as you go, preach, saying that kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you receive, freely give. The kingdom of heaven has come. The rulership of God is breaking in. Heal the sick. And then uh, Luke 9, again, virtually the same thing. I just want you to see it here. He called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure disease. And he, and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Verse 6, so they departed and went throughout, through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. One more. 
in 10 and uh, verse 9, he says to his disciples again, Heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Heal the sick and say, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Verse 19, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The kingdom of God is being restored. And Jesus establishes right in the beginning two very important things. His authority over the kingdom of darkness and his willingness to impart the kingdom. Willingness to heal and his authority to heal. Both of those things he established right at the beginning. After he talks about the, the kingdom, the, the Sermon on the Mount, after he declares he's preaching the gospel of the kingdom, the first thing we see is Jesus declaring his willingness and his authority. And both of those are important for us. So, what does this tell us about sickness? It tells us this, sickness is a product of the fall. It's not God's original order. There wasn't sickness in the garden. It is the result of Satan's influence on the planet. It's a result of the deteriorating, deteriorating creation and the diminishing image of God. In Genesis 5, it talks about Adam had a son and where it says that he was created in God's image, his son is now born in his image. And so there is a diminishing image of God in mankind. There is a diminishing, a greater deterioration of the kingdom that includes sickness and God's original plan that was lost. So what does it tell us about sickness? Just as we saw last week, God doesn't give fear. We can understand God also doesn't give sickness. That's not God's plan. That's the plan of the devil. That's the plan of a fallen age. That's the plan of the rulers of this world. It's into that place that the kingdom of God is breaking in with a new order that is the rulership of God, the, the plan of God, the original plan being restored so that we can see what he originally had. God doesn't give sickness. Let me say this, the fact that some teach that sickness is the will of God is really, I believe, just a lie of the enemy. The ruler of this world to prevent the kingdom of God from advancing. Healing is tied in to the advancement of the kingdom. The devil hates that. And so he tries to convince us that sickness is the will of God. And I hope you saw from these scriptures, Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy and to set free all those who were oppressed of the devil. So what does it tell us about healing? It tells us this, healing is tied into the gospel of the kingdom. Healing is tied into, it's woven into the declaration of the gospel of the kingdom. The new order, the new rulership of God has come and healing is part of that. Healing isn't just to make people feel better, but it's to confirm the rule of God. The rule of God, turning us from rebellion, which is what separates us from God. That's the real issue. The issue isn't the sickness. The issue is the rebellion in the heart of man that separates us from God, that he had to come in and say, okay, I've got to change that. 
That's the order of the world under the devil. He's bringing back something that changes our hearts, deals with the rebellion so that we can walk in that intimate relationship. We can come back into relationship with God and all that his original intent had for us. Let me say this. God's not a genie to fulfill our wishes. We can't present him as rub the, the lamp and you get what you want. The whole purpose is to turn us from rebellion. So what does that mean about healing? It means this. We can't guarantee that people will be healed. But we can pray. There's something of God breaking in. I want to say this. Not everyone I pray for gets healed. But I've seen many who have been healed. So if you share that with someone and then ask, can I pray for you? I've almost never had someone say no. And then it's an opportunity for Jesus to show himself great. There's no pressure on us. But in this day and age, there is an opportunity for the kingdom to break in to a sick, fearful, anxious, dying world like probably never before in history. The kingdom has been advancing for thousands of years. God's been building toward the coming of Jesus and then to this day, this time, for the kingdom to impact all of creation. Isn't that exciting? Turn with me to Matthew chapter 8. I want to point out something to you. I love this. Matthew 8 from verse 16. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed and he cast out spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be, spoke, might be fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. I want to say this. Jesus is still the healer. He takes sickness away. That's what that means. He took our infirmities. He carried away our sickness. He's still taking infirmities and carrying away sickness. He's still doing that. He rose from the dead. That's the good news that he's here today. This is not just a belief in something that happened thousands of years ago. The the risen king is alive today. And by his presence, he comes into our situation and he's still who he was before. He's, he doesn't change. He's still the healer today. So what does that mean for us? It means the kingdom of God is here. Still is. Jesus is alive. Still confirming his kingdom. Let me encourage you. Let's keep preaching. The kingdom is here. And give God an opportunity to confirm his word. We don't have to confirm it. He does. And if we simply preach, the kingdom is here. The rulership of God has come. A new order is established. Jesus is alive. And then give him the opportunity to show that he is. We'll be amazed at what he does. And Lucas says, don't be afraid. It's the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his delight. He's been looking forward to this for thousands of years. Yeah. 
This situation hasn't caught him by surprise. I believe it's the result of us praying for revival to sweep the nations. And now we have an opportunity. So what does that mean? Acts chapter 4. And I want us to pray this together. I hope you can. When they faced some opposition, they came and they prayed. And their response was, verse 29, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. They didn't say, look on their threats and change them. Look on their threats and bring judgment on them for threatening us. Look on their threats and silence them. Look on their threats. He said, look on their threats and give us boldness that we might speak your word. What's the word? The gospel of the kingdom. And stretch out your hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Can that be our prayer? Rather than looking at the world around us and the fear and being caught up in that, can we say, God, look at the fear. Look at the disease. Look at the, the, the crumbling of the economy and grant us boldness yeah. that we might declare the kingdom of God and stretch out your hand to heal. Yeah. That's the confirmation of the kingdom. And signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Lord, our prayer yeah. is that you look on this situation. And while we pray your protection for our family and friends, Lord, our desire above all that is that you give us boldness. In this circumstance, to speak your word, your kingdom has come. And that you would stretch out your hand and heal. And that signs and wonders are done in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Give us boldness and you show yourself great. Lord, we need boldness simply to declare the kingdom is here. The rulership of God is here. Jesus is alive. And he's the answer. Lord, your kingdom has permeated society for thousands of years, so much so that we were totally unaware of how things have changed, but we recognize that you're still wanting to change hearts and lives. And in this situation, Lord, as many people, as fear comes upon them as they're facing eternity, we realize that we have a hope and that's still Jesus. You're still the healer. So Lord, we just thank you that you've empowered us by your spirit. You said, Wait until you receive power from on high. Lord, you've given us authority and you've given us power. And those two together, with the boldness to declare the gospel, will see your kingdom advancing. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Thank you for uh, just miraculous things that we're already seeing. You are stretching out your hand and we're grateful for that. But Lord, we simply say, give us boldness. It's kind of a almost seems like a funny thing to say because we're supposed to be staying at home. 
But Father, within our families, within our neighborhood, those that we do have contact with, give us boldness. Uh, those at work who are shaken, give us boldness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Kingdom's here. Can I encourage you with one other thing? I told you last week I'm going to ask you a prayer thing for each week. Pray for one another. Okay, as we ask God to give us boldness, but let's pray for each other. Pray for, just there's no place for fear. You know, that's the, that's the spirit of the world. That's the, the plan of the enemy to bring fear. At the same time, it opens people to the, the gospel. But don't let that affect us. Let's pray for one another uh, throughout this week. Pray for your family. This is a, a season. Maybe you've prayed for them to come to the Lord and they, they haven't, but this is a season to pray again and to declare the gospel. And uh, I'm hearing reports from different places in the world that literally thousands and thousands of people getting saved. Uh, people returning to, to God. Uh, that, that's the season we live in. That's, that's the good news. And so there is, is wonderful good news. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us this morning. God's grace be upon you. Amen.